Hello, and welcome to Site Visit, a podcast about architecture everywhere. I'm your host, Ashley Bigham, and I'm joined by my co-host, Eric Kerman. Before the coronavirus pandemic, Site Visit operated according to a simple format, one that called for an architectural visit to a site in person, and then a conversation about that experience. Since the world has gone into lockdown, our ability to explore architecture beyond our front doorsteps has been put on pause. And instead, we're finding ourselves analyzing and recontextualizing the buildings and spaces which we're most familiar with, our homes. Over the next several episodes, SiteVisit will speak with architects from around the country about the places they've been quarantining since the lockdown began. Now that our homes have transformed into our studios, conference rooms, lecture halls, and fabrication labs, we're eager to understand how practitioners and professionals in architecture have re-engaged with their immediate environments and what they've discovered about the new ways that they're experiencing it. On today's episode, we spoke with Carrie Norman, Assistant Professor of Architecture at Tulane University and co-founder of the New Orleans and Chicago-based architecture and design collaborative, Norman Kelly. Carrie is home in New Orleans, quarantining with her partner, Adam, and their new baby. We began by asking her to describe where she's been quarantining and how she's had to change or adapt her domestic space over the past few months. Carrie, welcome to Site Visit. Thank you guys so much for having me. Looking forward to this uh, chat. You are our first um, digital site visit. Oh, really? Oh, excellent. So how have you changed or adapted your domestic space during the past few weeks? So our situation is actually a little a little unique. Um, even without a pandemic, these past few weeks would have uh, been unforgettable. In mid-March, just as the coronavirus was becoming serious, uh, my partner Adam and I bought our first house. Um, I was also eight months pregnant. <laughs> so on the day we closed escrow, I was due in two weeks. Um, and we thought we had prepared to manage all of this. Family would fly in to help us with the baby. And once we had a rhythm in place um, sometime in the summer, we'd make the move to our new home, um, also with the help of, of family. Um, but uh, as we all know, the coronavirus kept getting worse um, and New Orleans was hit particularly hard. Um, and we realized that the cavalry wasn't coming. Uh, so we weighed our options. None of them were good. Um, we made the, the ultimate decision to move as soon as possible. So we moved um, in the last week of March, uh, and I gave birth a week later. Mm. So uh, the word essential um, characterizes many aspects of the pandemic. We've heard it a lot, right? Um, and it describes our current domestic landscape, too. So juggling a move, a newborn, work, and a global pandemic has um, obviously been a lot to manage. Uh, so we can't do everything we had planned. Uh, it hasn't been easy to unpack, for instance. Um, so our focus has um, been on the essentials. So physically, this means a few pieces of furniture, like a bed, a bassinet, a dining table and chairs, and a couple dressers. Um, and of course, the digital devices that keep us in touch with uh, people and, and the world's happenings. So things like a modem and router, our laptops and phones, um, and noise-canceling headphones, they also made the cut um, and have a proven clutch, <laughs> especially with crying babies. Um, uh, so we have the clothes, you know, we went into the hospital with, but um, to be honest, not much more. Uh, during the coronavirus, a polished wardrobe is not essential. <laughs> Our baby has more outfits in the rotation than we do. Um, <laughs> so our non-essential items are boxed and invisible. Um, the countless boxes, they crowd corners, they block entryways, they fill entire rooms, floor to ceiling. Uh, so with space compressed, 
the few available and easy to reach surfaces are pressured with new identities. So like a kitchen counter doubles as a linen closet, doorknobs and the backs of chairs and a headboard double as clothes hangers. The dining table is a combination mail room, pantry, office desk, uh, and the bed, a laundry room, changing table, sometimes workstation. I thought if I had time, it would be um, fun to do a drawing project of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not a flawless system. Uh, so getting dressed sometimes involves a tour through the house, beginning in the bedroom, stopping in the parlor, and ending in the dining room. Um, so beyond Zoom meetings, uh, obviously face masks and being long overdue for a haircut, um, our new normal is characterized by sturdy stacks, submissive surfaces, and strategic sprawl. That that sounds amazing. Um, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. We are so happy, and it's it's been really fun, um, is one way to put it, having our daughter here with us during the yes. um, the stay at home um, measures. So that part has been really great. Just uninterrupted time with her has been really, really fantastic. Um, is there a space that you've discovered a new appreciation for? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've always appreciated porch culture in New Orleans, uh, but now really more than ever. So most homes here, you guys um, know, have a porch. They're outfitted with either a pair of rockers, a swing, a cafe table and chairs, or um, some combination of these items. In normal times, you, you'd often see, you know, just one or two two people per block on their porch, um, usually alone with a book or um, otherwise with a couple of friends enjoying a drink. Um, but during this time of social distancing, uh, you see the porch's capacity for social ritual expanding. Um, the porch has, has become a kind of sneaky tool to hack these social distancing measures. Uh, so one example, um, I was recently out for a walk during Jazz Fest weekend. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but for decades, Jazz Fest has been a, a real defining event in New Orleans. Um, people put out flags in their yard, they dress up, and they celebrate in all kinds of ways. Um, this year, Jazz Fest was, of course, canceled. Um, as a consolation, past Jazz Fests were broadcast on the radio. So walking down my block that evening, um, residents of almost every house were out on their porch. They were dressed for celebration. Um, some used dance to compress the distance between themselves and their neighbors across the street. Others relaxed on lounge chairs. Um, and uniting the scene were classics from past Jazz Fest, played on parked car radios that could be heard for blocks. Um, another favorite hack is the distributed dinner party uh, with one half of the party on the porch and the other on the sidewalk, seated at sort of like temporary folded tables and chairs. Um, and you guys uh, must be familiar with the open container laws um, yeah. in New Orleans. So, so, you know, food and drinks are flowing between the two spaces um, on the sidewalk. I was offered a glass of wine on my walk. <laughs> I didn't take it. Um, but so the porch has assumed many of the roles that uh, restaurants, bars, and other venues normally hold. Um, and you could say like its value for collectivity has um, kind of returned, um, and it's 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 been essential. That's really beautiful. I'm just now um, imagining Magazine Street and all of the wonderful outdoor spaces in New Orleans, and and you've yeah you've brought back some great memories for me as well. Oh, good. 
Yeah, Magazine Street has been kind of, you know, largely empty, and then all of that public has been displaced um, onto their porches. So it's it's been actually really inspiring kind of seeing how resilient the people in New Orleans are for these kinds of, um, you know, major challenging events. Obviously, they, they're they familiar mm-hmm. <laughs> with how, how to uh, maintain good um, attitudes, I suppose. And, of course, not lose any of the, like, social richness that so characterizes the city. So they're, like, being really clever with how to be social um, through all of this, which has been really kind of inspiring. And I'm impressed. Yeah, that's really nice to hear. Gary, thank you so much for kind of taking us through um, what your space and what your days are like now. I mean, it sounds like it's um, it's it's challenging, but at the same time, there's some wonderful things happening in your life. And I think that we're all totally. with these kind of new new functions that our, our spaces have had to take on, and you're even in a place that you didn't even get to settle in. So that's really interesting. And then this notion about where the public space is, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about um, certain streets in New York being opened up so this can be re- reclaimed by the public. And it's right. Nice Absolutely. The port culture, porch culture has been reignited in New Orleans. So totally. And people have been so nice, you know, just having moved to this new neighborhood through all of this, like we have met so many people because everybody's out on walks. Um, obviously we're maintaining our distance, our proper distance. And yeah masks and all of that but um my goodness it's just like it's people that i probably would never speak to you know i i know i know their names i know their parents names i know their family you know i just it's i think it's really kind of opened people up and and really kind of positive ways i don't know if if, if you guys have have witnessed any of that yeah definitely yeah, I think I've there are some neighbors that I had never met or talked to that I've <laughs> that now that they recognize me, I recognize them, we say hi. Um yeah, I, I feel the same way. Um totally. but, yeah. yeah, and for all the talk about the kind of screen culture and uh yeah. uh a digital life, we found the same thing like uh in terms of the streets, the sidewalks, the porches yeah. occupied. I, I do think that there is a certain sensitivity to the outdoor spaces that are offered that I don't think we typically would have thought about as much. And so I look forward to, in the future, this idea of um, maybe a kind of a more mindedness toward the civic use of public space and more mindedness toward uh, outdoor mm-hmm. space provided in um, in domestic life. Because I think that those are kind of two facets that we always kind of talk about a little bit, but I think those would be such an elevated awareness It'll be interesting to see. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see also just like in in how how it affects the pedagogy, like how or or like how public spaces, our perception of them um, in the context of like a design setting, um, begin to evolve because of this too. Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. We hope you and your family stay safe. To see Carrie's pictures of New Orleans, visit our website. For Eric Herman, I'm Ashley Bigham. Thanks for joining us.